Welcome to the old bastard martini lunch. This is a show about advertising and design creatives with an audience of one, me. I'm Peter Morse. This is my show. Listeners, if you're not familiar with this show, um, maybe you want to know a little bit more about me. I'm an award-winning illustrator, designer, and art director. I've worked for the top agencies in Nebraska, and I'm currently a freelance creative. Um, During my time at these agencies, I made a lot of connections with a lot of interesting people. And this show is me sitting down for a couple of drinks and catching up with those folks. Hope you enjoy the conversation. This is part one of my interview with Trevor Meyer. Uh, Trevor is the head of creative strategy at ArchRival. Um, We ended up drinking Long Island iced teas on this show. So uh, the first episode is good. The second one gets weird. And I think our third, if I ever get it posted, it just just devolves to us uh, giggling uncontrollably for an hour. So uh, we do run a little bit long on this, but uh, that's all right. I think you'll enjoy it. It's really about his uh, unlikely path into advertising. So join us in our booth at the back as we share our drinks and our stories. Yeah, I'm kind of, I fail at a lot of things. I I don't buy it. No, no, really. That's, that's where I'm at my best is when I'm failing. That's fair. I think I've failed at pretty much everything I've done. So it's only a matter of time before the show is uh, my next failure. So. I'd be suspicious of anyone who just succeeds right away. Yeah, yeah. I'm in mean, the long do? game. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to win it's the lottery one of these days just to, yeah, just to rub it in. All right, you've waited long enough. Yes. So I have a, have a clink. Mm-hmm. What do you think? It's just like mom used to make. Yeah? That's pretty good. Huh? Mom doesn't make Mother's milk. Mm. <clears throat> Mom's not a big fan of the Long Island iced tea. Damn. I don't know. Is that, is that pass? It passes. It's pretty bold. It's it passes. Bold. I, I can sense it's a vessel that's going to get me drunk, and mm-hmm. that's the real goal. All right. right? That's... The problem is it's going to make me drunk, too. Anyway, Trevor, welcome to the show. Well, thank you, good sir. It's been a long time coming. I'm glad you could finally come over and uh, meet with me. So how's, uh, how's life? How's life? Yeah, life how's is, a, is... Is this... You mic it up? Sort of. I already started, oh. so... Mostly... I had to make sure I recorded myself talking about being a failure, so... Uh, good. Years good. from now, it'll be like, oh, he oh. saw it coming. He knew. Yep. He didn't make We all changes. saw it. <laughs> It looks like he did too, but he literally could have tried anything different. Yeah. He's like, no. Yeah. Uh, life is good. Life is busy right now. I've been at Arch Rival for almost four years, three and a half years, something like that. Nice. I just got back weirdly from doing a stint as the creative director fill-in uh-huh. for Hollister. That's one of our new clients, and the creative director was on paternity leave, and he's like, why don't you stand in for me? So I just lived in Columbus, Ohio. Hollister is out of Columbus, Ohio, really? by the way. That's ridiculous. You would assume Hollister, California or something. Something. Yeah. 
Uh, so that's that's a fun thing. So I just did that for like three weeks, and now I'm back doing my old job again. Cool. I mean, they wanted somebody in there that kind of knew the brand. And could kind yeah, of... we we just hit it off. Like we, they're a relatively new client, but as soon as we started like working on brainstorming things, like normally you don't do that. Like, right. Yeah. You know, that's that's a peek behind the curtain, and you try to not show them how the sausage is made. But they they just wanted to do group brainstorms. We did that a couple of times. Went over really well, and they're like, "Hey, this is great." Um, Keep, keep helping us. Right. So, jumped in and did it for from there for a while. So it was fun. I don't know. That's cool. That I can see like that would definitely bring some appreciation for both the positions there. Yeah, it reminded me of actually my old role um, when I was doing client side. Right. And it was weird because I was technically the client, so I would make the joke of like, here's what we need to do. I've got an idea. Approved. Right. right. Like, it was just all, all at once. Um, but yeah, it was fun to kind of my only experience on the retail side before is when I was at Nebraska Book Company, and I did that for, gosh, what, four or five years? But you never know if that's like a typical experience or if it's completely like this company's run completely different than everyone else, so who right. knows? But it was very similar, and it was cool to be able to go, oh, yeah, I've done that before, and here's how we handled it, and it didn't work, or it did work, <laughs> right, whatever. Right, right. So Nice. Oh, yeah. That's cool. I don't hate it. Yeah. I don't hate it. It's it's pretty good. It's going down pretty quick. Yeah, it tastes uh, it tastes good. Oh, you know, uh, when I was at local hero, we had uh, like this. We made these merit badges. Just Did you fun. say when you were at local hero or yeah. when you were? Oh, when I was a at, local. I, I feel like you you were a local hero. Uh, it was a good, it was a good. You game. are a local hero. Oh, you once called yourself. A no, local no, no, no. The show's not about me. <laughs> But uh, we did, made these merit badges, uh-huh. and um, uh, some of them were just stuff about like making sure files are saved correct right. or whatever. But then one of them we called uh, grave the grave digger, and it was having um, like each of these drinks in one night. Oh, so one of them was uh, a Mexican place across from Screen Inc. Yeah, this is now a parking lot. Yeah, but um, they had a margarita there with the Cadillac. And okay. they poured those stiff. So you'd yeah, have that, and then you would have like uh, like a gin and tonic at Cliffs. Right. And then the only other one I remember was um, a Long Island iced tea at the night before. No, that that was a different story. Right. Long Island iced tea <laughs> at, uh, at the Starlight Lounge. Yeah, yeah. Have you ever had one there? Uh, Long Islands are a favorite. Yeah. Um, I just thought we'd just never had one of these, so I thought I'd I like give it. it a shot. I like it. Do we have to change the name of the show for for just one, one episode? Uh, we'll work a martini in there somewhere. Okay. You're still a bastard, though. So <laughs> I, feel like, I, I feel a bastard. Yeah, you I feel, feel it. You're kind of yeah. there. Mm. I think the first time I'm going to, you know, to always kind of bring these around um, to trying to remember the first time we met. I don't remember, but I do remember one of my first times hanging out with you was, I think it was my birthday party, say party, whatever, get together at uh, Huge Mars. party, 300 people showed up. Maybe, maybe, <laughs> maybe. I'm not, yeah, I didn't keep track. There were a lot. Uh, but I remember it was you and Randall and me pretty much ending the evening, drinking some really, well, it was gin, but whatever they were, it just basically tastes like perfume. And Randall yeah. and I are like, can't drink these anymore. And you're like, oh, I'll finish those off. I don't even know how you got there. You weren't invited, but you that, were definitely that makes invited. makes sense. I've done that before. I think yeah. I have a bad 
habit of maybe it's good of being at the end of the night mm-hmm. and then people are like well I've definitely had enough and they then just I just feel like I feel like this is my moment to shine and I'm like oh yeah we'll yeah. watch this and how I the just hell does he do that drink drinks off people's tables right. I'm glad I'm glad I'm an I'm an older wiser man now. yeah I remembered you yeah for that <laughs> yeah for that for like oh that's a memorable thing. I don't remember much for that night. who was that guy like oh that was Trevor. Okay, good. I remember you. Um, you'd always come in and do lunch with Randall when I was at Nelnet. Mm-hmm. Um, and after a while, I was like, "Who's the weird dude who that keeps showing up?" Right. <laughs> this sounds like I'm interviewing yeah. Ryan now. So. so I did a couple lunches with you. That was mm-hmm. great. It was great. That was uh, Nelnet was a really fun time. Yeah. Okay. So let's uh, <laughs> talk a little bit about your history. Uh, let's rewind it. Rewind. Let's it. go back. Go back. How far back are we going? Um, start with your first action figure. Whew. First action figure. Uh, it was probably a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle. Okay. I'm, I was too old to be playing with those, honestly, but I just thought they were so cool. Well, sure. What was your turtle of choice? Uh, <clears throat> I had a, an issue, and I shouldn't have done this, but instead of collecting, like, the core ones, I always collected the weirdest figures. So I had, like, the... You would fill up your Donatello and it would spit, and then I'd got all of them so that I could just like bath toy type things. It doesn't make sense. <laughs> I like this. I'm like 17 with yeah. Teenage Mutant yeah. Ninja I'm Turtle. A 17 year old that's got bath toys, and I, I just sneak up on people and Good. I spit on them. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, yeah, I was 17. It was a rough year. Um, okay. No, <laughs> um, where to start? I went to the University of Nebraska, okay. like most. People in Lincoln, I assume. Um, is that where you're from, Lincoln? I'm from a small town, Deschler, Nebraska. Yeah. It is an hour and a half from Lincoln, southwest of here, and 800 people, class of less than, like, right around 30. I don't remember how many were in my class anymore. Right. Um, so it was a really small town. So I thought I was getting off to the city. Yeah, yeah. When I came to Lincoln, Nebraska. I think it. it it, it's that way for a lot of folks, yeah. honestly. No, it is. It is. Um, so, yeah, that was that's how it brought me. I didn't know what I wanted to do. I, I did this weird stint in high school where I started writing jokes for a comedian. Yeah? And he what would, was the comedian? He's so... This is what I always say, is I was literally... You can't be a lower rung of the comedy ladder because I wrote jokes for a guy yeah. who wrote jokes for a guy. Yeah. Whose name was Carrot Top. <laughs> so there's nothing lower than that. I don't know. Carrot, I mean, Carrot Top's actually doing really yeah, well now. I so, for him. So yeah. I, I feel like I should have stuck with it. Yeah. I could have rose up. <laughs> yeah, like, you might have been the guy. I could have been. I could have been. Instead of the guy for the guy. You I could have been, been Carrot Bottom. <laughs> yeah, you might have been. Tops and Bottoms. <laughs> could have worked out. He's a, he's See, a muscular that, guy. See, that was like a waste right now. You know? Yeah. Or was fair. that used for that with the, the other guy? No. No, no. You weren't like a third there in that situation. You're right. I should every time I make a terrible joke, I should go, oh, what a waste. Yeah. <laughs> what a waste. I could have sold that. Yeah. Carrot top original. No, he Can you make a prop with that? <laughs> yeah, exactly. It was all prop comedy and yeah. I'd come at him with like one liners and they're like, What about a prop? Yeah. And I'm like, I don't do props. How do you do like a carrot top and a carrot bottom? <laughs> I think it's a it's a sexual act. <laughs> There's no doubt about that. <laughs> If you have to ask, you're not old enough to know. Okay, all right. That's that's how we'll answer. That. <laughs> uh, so, anyways, I did like weird writing jokes. Why did you do that? Why did you do that? 
I went to a concert and this guy yeah. was a stand-up comedian there, and I'm sure he said this as a joke. Yeah. At the end, he's like, "Follow me on MySpace because that's how old I am. Follow yeah. me on MySpace and this and this, uh, and just you know, if you want to uh, see what's going on, or if you want some cool jokes, or if you think you've got better jokes and you want to give them to me, yeah, give and them I to was you. like, and I was sitting there going, I do, I do have better jokes. <laughs> <laughs> right. Just a seventeen-year-old yeah, is just yeah. like I have more confidence than I should. Hey. Um, so yeah, I just sent him a it was like a speech or something I'd written for entertainment speech. Something yeah. I was supposed to like write this three-point like first I'm going to tell you why I did this. Second right. I'm going to and I just wrote stand-up instead. Right. So I sent that into him, and he's like, "There's some good jokes here. I want to pay you for one, and I want to quote you with one." And I was like, "What does that mean?" And he was writing a book, which was called, like, Turkey Soup for the Sarcastic Soul. <laughs> some, some terrible, like, rip-off of the Turkey yeah, yeah. Soup series. And so every chapter started with, like, a famous quote. And so, like, chapter one is John F. Kennedy. And right, chapter right. two is Eisenhower. And chapter three is Mark Twain. And right. chapter four is Trevor Meyer. Oh, and everyone's just like, who the hell is this guy? Oh, that's so, fantastic. No, it's stupid. No, no. Um, um, whatever. Take it, run with it. Yeah, that should feed your ego at it, seventeen. It did. I was like, I'm gonna be. A I'm buying more Ninja Turtle yeah, action figures. Buy at least three more <laughs> yeah. to complete the I'm set. All, I'm all in. <laughs> you know how much spit you can get with yeah. this. <laughs> oh, good times. So yeah. So then I was like, all right, I want to do comedy, um, but I, there's not like a clear college path for comedy yeah. or anything like that. So I was like, all right, fine, I'll. It was also right at the time of... You remember the Real Men of Genius or Real American Heroes campaign? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that Budweiser did? I thought that was the coolest thing. I had the CD. I was like, this is amazing. One right. of the best campaigns ever. So I, uh, I was like, well, I'll just go into advertising. I think they pay you to write jokes, essentially. And I could... like, My goal was to do like a stupid Budweiser Super Bowl ad or something like that. I was like, that'll be easy. I was like, no, that's not easy at all. Right, right. So I got into advertising for that. And then... Luckily, fell in love with what advertising actually is, not right. just writing jokes, but doing right. the strategy. So I did that. Um, collaborated with a guy, Brandon Coco Curtis. Shout out. Ooh, ooh. There you go. Um, That'd be good, because maybe you'll listen now. Yeah. You just gained a follower. <laughs> there you go. A listener. Boom. Just like that. Maybe Shit, maybe end, we'll get carrot top. <laughs> I was going to say, maybe at the end of this, you say, and if you think you could do a better job with there your you podcast, there you go. just follow me. Yeah, And Perfect. then I can just offload it yeah. on them. You'll get a bunch Continue of 17 Continue to put my uh, yeah, failures. <laughs> Somebody else will have this. Take just a, a bunch of 17-year-olds following going, this old bastard thing is great. Yeah, I'm down with that. Um, <clears throat> man, this is getting real sweet towards the bottom. Is it? You know, you gotta shake it up. I, maybe that was my problem. Shake it up. It was all that uh, simple syrup just collecting down there. Mm. I could do like another shot of uh, tequila in there to kind that of is a little kick sweet. it up a little bit more. It's a little sweet, but it's all right. We'll work our way down. It'll get there. It'll get yeah, there. yeah. Uh, where was I? Oh, we're talking about advertising, and uh, I, what I love about this is just this idea of getting into advertising via comedy. Yeah. Just like. I found out real quick, uh, I can't design. I always wished I could be a designer too, um, but can't. Why? Because I fell in love with it when I went to Disney World. This is again, not real advertising love, but uh, I went to Disney World when they were drawing The Lion King. Yeah. And so I got to like watch these artists, like these old school, like doing it the, what do they call those guys? They call them like the 13 original dwarfs or something like that. The guys that wrote, or that drew it. sounds. I don't know. It sounds made up. It sounds, sounds insensitive yeah. to me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm definitely wrong on that. But okay. 
Uh, just there was either. something cute, I'm sure. Yeah, but <laughs> saw, saw them drawing. I thought it was amazing, and then I started getting all these like all my aunts and uncles would give me how to draw books, right. and I was like, "This is great! I'm going to learn how." But I had zero patience, so I'd like start with drawing the giant oval, yeah. and then you're supposed to like erase it. I was like, "Why do I erase it? Sure. Why don't I just like draw the final thing at the yeah? End? Why don't I just, <laughs> so I'd just skip to the yeah. last page of each one and try to freehand it, and like one eyeball would be here, and one yeah. would be down here, and I'm like. I don't know why it's not better so i found out i'm not an artist um so yeah couldn't couldn't design so i had to be a copywriter so that worked out but, I mean, but even coming at that i mean the fact is just j- jokes is not necessarily like I, i'm cartooning would be more of like right. your approach or something as opposed to jokes like you're obviously like you're thinking in terms of words. You're writing in terms of words. So, right. I mean, that's that's kind of where sense. you're at. Yeah, you yeah. Know? yeah it, it did make sense. Um, so yeah, I did. I met up with Brandon Curtis, and he was the art director, and I was the copywriter. And um, we took Clint's class, and Clint was like, "This curriculum isn't good enough to get you a good job. You need to do your own stuff on the side." So we yes. took that seriously, and we did a bunch of projects, and we got. We actually won some Addies back when I was super concerned about Addies. I thought that was the coolest thing in the world. Nice. So I felt really good about that. Um, and then graduated, and I was like, awesome. Now what? And I always struggled with whether or not I was just a true writer or if I was more of a strategy side. Right, right. And so I did an internship at the Martin Agency. They're the ones that do Geico and all that stuff. I didn't know you did that. I did that. Okay. Well, it was, like, it was like a really quick, it was like a two-week cram session where they had you do a campaign or whatever right. but and I talked to a copywriter there and I was like hey man I think I want your job and I love that you get to come up with ideas and write copy and he's like no that's not what I get to do and I was like wait what I'm just about to graduate and it's four years and that's the one thing I'm pretty sure of. he's like no an agency like this all I do is write copy there's some creative director off who comes up with all the ideas and I just execute their ideas I almost never get to do anything creative and I was like whoa so that kind of like shook me and so then I was like well I guess that's because it's a big agency so if I want to do the ideation a little bit of strategy and writing I probably need to go to a smaller agency where you have to wear more hats so that was the plan but then UNL posted a position for it was like a strategist slash copywriter and I was like well that's the two things I want to do so I guess I'll do that so I did that for gosh like two years Worked with like Marcelo Pleopolis and Sam Larson at the end, Jeff Deans, a couple really solid people. So that was fun. So yeah, so I worked at UNL for a spell, um, selling or like doing ad campaigns to get people to take online classes, basically. But I cheated. This is funny. I totally <laughs> cheated. They told me okay. the goal was to sell online classes or get people to sign up for online classes. And I was like, well, who's the target audience? And they're like, nationwide. Whoever can take an online class. And I was like, well, that's hard. Like, that could be anyone. Yeah. And I was like, what about, like, UNL students? And they're like, well, they can take regular classes. And I'm like, yeah, but they're not, they don't want to. They want to take the easy online class so they don't have to, like, get up in the morning. Right. And they're like, I mean, registration's a registration. And I was like, perfect. So I did the stupid campaign where I drove a golf cart around campus and had like a sign on it that said the only thing better than not having to wake up and go to class is 
or sorry, the only thing better than a free ride to class is not having to go to class in the first place. And I just gave people free rides to class for like the first two weeks and it made the front page of the Daily Nebraska and all these people like flooded the class. They're like, we've got 350% uptick. <laughs> and I, was right, like, right. I was like, yeah, I'm a former college student who knows how lazy college students yeah. are. It's great. So <laughs> that was my first guerrilla advertising that was fun. It sounds like a success there. Yeah, it was it was a good time. And then they're like, hey, stop selling these to those people and <laughs> right. to other people. And I was they're like, right here, right? I was like, I think it's time I should go. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Maybe you need to give me a better definition yeah. of what these objectives are. Exactly. So so then I left and went to Nelnet. Jackie Ostrowicki and Randall kind of lured me away. And so that was to be a true copywriter. So I had gotten a taste of like the creative and the strategy side and I liked both but I was like I want to just do good creative stuff yeah and so I went to Nelnet they had a great internal team they had very few writers on the staff so that they were like thirsty for it and so I jumped in and was like the writer on almost everything by the end they had gotten rid of most of the other writers so I was just crazy you were good enough to push them all out is what it was I don't think so. I think that's how I'm positioning you right now. I think I was good enough that they knew that they could pay me almost nothing (laughs) and get rid of people who probably knew to ask for more money. And so they they made a a nice penny on me is what I'm guessing. Well, that's business. That's business. Yeah. So I did that for two years, worked with Randall, and um, that was awesome because, like, I had had had... um, Throughout my career, I've been lucky to have like a great art director with me. So in college, it was Coco. In at UNL, it was Marcelo. And then I went to Nelnet, and it was um, Randall, but then also like Ryan and Jeremy and Brandon and all those guys. So there's a good group of guys there. Um, did some good work there. Like not the easiest thing to sell like education stuff, but we we were like, no, we're going to do this in a cool, smart way. Figure it out. Never settle for just, okay, make sure you push beyond and get something good. So I learned a lot from that experience. And then, and then I decided I was tired. I was tired of getting briefs that I didn't feel like were like great briefs. Right. And so I was like, I should just write the briefs. I should, I should do that. And so I decided to go back to the more strategy side. Right. And did that at Nebo. And so was there for. How, uh, what was your age then? How old were you then? 20, what are you when you graduate college? 22? Yeah, 21, so 22. 26. Yeah. I was 26 when I went to Nebo. Okay, yeah, yeah, You, you want to keep that career moving. Yeah. So, so I was, yeah, I'd done two, two year stints at the last two places. Went to Nebo, was there, started off as a brand manager, which I really enjoyed. Went there because Shane Yoakum was the boss and he was amazing. And then he left shortly after, so then I was like, oh, Gulp. Um, and so we had also pulled Randall over. So Randall was the creative director. And then um, instead of replacing the VP, they just hired, promoted me to be a marketing director. So he and I kind of like co-led the teams for a couple years. And that was awesome. Mm-hmm. And so it was good to like have the person that I used to be my sparring partner. Now he's like able to focus on creative and I'm trying to figure out this whole strategy side. Um, so that was a ton of fun. Um and then they asked us to move to Chicago. <laughs> I was going to say, did you you make that move then? I made that move, okay. yeah. I was it seemed like, that. yeah, because you were gone, and then I don't know how we ran into each other. I was like, oh, shit, you're back. Like, yeah. I, I kind of had heard that you made that jump then. Yeah, it was a, it was a, I mean, that was a bad season. That was easily the worst 
situation in my career when I had this amazing team. I was stoked to have all of them there. And then they're like, we're definitely moving and you can bring people with you if they'll go. And right, I was like, well, right. how many people are, I mean, they have families and everything else. There's yeah. very few people who would even consider or entertain the option. I'm just a single dude that's got nothing else. And they're like, hey, you want to go? You'll get a VP title. And I was like, VP sounds cool. That's right. So I a went. man with no family. He's got nothing yeah, to lose. Nothing man. to lose. Yeah. So I went out there. Uh, it was a really hard time in my career because I went out there and little, literally the only person I took with me was Mike Rudolph. Yeah. Which, thank God for that. He jumped in and helped on the, the creative side and just gave him more responsibility because he was killing it already. And then basically he and I had to train the entire team how to do everyone else's jobs. So right. he kind of right. took a lot of the designers and did it and I took all the marketing people and we just kind of built that up and created. So for a year. That it's weird that they just like took all of that and then, I mean, I it, it's business, whatever. Right? It's but it's it seems strange to me that you know you you take all that, you move it to an entirely new location, and then it's like okay, now train an entirely new group of people to be who you guys were right. already. And the idea of it, and this was what was insulting to everyone who was in Lincoln, was that you were supposed to be tapping into new and better talent. Right. Well, you like, know, Chicago, right? right. But then it wasn't Chicago. It was Naperville, which was mm. suburban Chicago. It was like a 30-minute train ride just to get into the city. And I didn't realize how much I hated suburbs until I moved into one. Right. And I didn't fit that at all. I was like, Chicago, this is going to be great. Yeah, and I was yeah. Like, Ugh. Naperville was terrible, so I only lasted there for almost a year, and then I was like, I think I've said everyone, like I'd made all the hires, they had a team in place, like I felt like I could leave and feel better about it, Right. Um, and then I realized that like I was doing really good, good in my, like I enjoyed the work that I was doing, and but the work I enjoyed the most was the work we were giving to our tribal, right. so I was like, why am I giving all the best projects to an agency and then I have to do all the budgets and the lame stuff. Right. <laughs> and so right. I was like, what if I just worked at an art tribal? So I hit up Clint, figured that out, and made the move back to Lincoln and became an ACD. So Man, congrats. Yeah. I'm gonna toast you. I'll you, drink to that. Even though my glass is uh, empty. I, I gotta I gotta chug. Yeah. Don't get crazy now. We'll get a refill and uh, talk about uh, all the other stuff. Yeah, other action figures. I'm more action figures. <laughs> Thank you, Mr. Meyer. Uh, <laughs> this episode was a lot of fun. I know we ended up drinking quite a bit of alcohol by the time it was all said and done. Um, and uh, I really like hearing about how you came into advertising through comedy, which, you know, seems like an unlikely path, but, they, you know, worked out for you there. If you want to know what Trevor is up to, uh, you can follow him on, let's see, probably uh, Instagram, Facebook, uh, LinkedIn, Snapchat. Uh, but you got to watch out because there's also a Trevor Meyer who's quite famous in the BMX industry, and I assure you they are not the same person. If you like the show, subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes. You can follow the show on Twitter at Bastard Martini, or if you'd like more info on the episodes, uh, visit the website, oldbastardmartinilunch.com. 
if you're in the need of some additional creative firepower, uh, look me up. Um, I'm thinking something along the lines of designer illustrations. You can check out my website, petermorris.us, or send me an email at me at petermorris.us. Simple enough, right? In the meantime, have another martini. I know I will. <laughs>